Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live from the palatial yet not overly ostentatious studios of CBS Sports Radio here in beautiful New York City sitting on top of the 10th floor of 345 Hudson Street. It's a football Friday edition of the Zach Gelb show across all of our great local CBS sports radio affiliates, Sirius XM channel 158 and that free odyssey app, 855-212-4CBS number to jump on in 855-212-4227. You could always get at me on Instagram where I'm straight flexing or via the good old cesspool of Twitter at Zach Gelb. That's Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B. Coming up in 20 minutes from now in his weekly betting spot from BetMGM tonight and BetQL, Ryan Horvat will join us to give us his thoughts on three college football games this weekend, three NFL games this weekend, and also what will be his best bet. Former college football head coach Mike Sanford's going to stop by coming up at the top of the hour. And then at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, Steelers star linebacker Alex Highsmith will stop by. And in the final hour of the show, Pro Football Hall of Famer Kurt Warner will join us. But first up, producing the extravaganza for the next four hours is no other than Hot Take Kiki. Hot Take Kiki. So this is the first great weekend of college football. Not that the first three weeks weren't good, but this is your first mega weekend of college football where there are six, seven, eight games that I plan on watching right at noon Eastern until the final game concludes late at night. You will find me Saturday parked right on the couch, and the only time I will move is to maybe go get an adult beverage, maybe to go get some dinner, and also go to the bathroom. Outside of that, I'm not moving off that couch on Saturday. And it's one of the rare weekends, and we all love college football, but where it pales into comparison how much better the college football is than the NFL. Like, if I ask you for the best NFL games this weekend, uh, what is it, Chargers and Vikings? To see who can't get out of their own way between those two 0-2 football teams? We really get jacked up over Pats and and Jets? Uh, Steelers, Raiders, Eagles, Buccaneers, but it's on Monday night? And Rams, Bengals, but I also think that's on Monday night. So you look at those games... And it doesn't mean that there's, it's not going to be a great weekend of NFL 
But sometimes, right, when you don't think it's going to be great, it ends up being great. We've seen that in college football. How many times you hear in the college football season, oh, it's a pedestrian week of games for college football, and then you have some crazy things that happen that are totally out of the realm of, of what you expected. But you look at the heavyweights that are playing this weekend and the big names that are playing this weekend. You have Florida State, a team with national championship aspirations, going up against Clemson, who has won the ACC seven out of the last eight seasons, but Clemson is not the same Clemson as we've seen in recent years, already losing to Duke, where they lost the first game of the season 28-7. to You have the biggest story in college football, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders. Yes, no Travis Hunter in this game, but you have Shador Sanders, you have Shiloh Sanders, and that really exciting Colorado team going to Eugene with their biggest test yet in an Oregon football team that is ranked in the top 10, right at number 10, with their quarterback, Bo Nix, who when we talked about Bo Nix at Auburn, it was, man, disappointing. Wow, he's someone that you thought he was going to be a lot better quarterback, and ever since going to Oregon, he has just been sensational. Last year, he didn't win the Heisman. He wasn't a Heisman finalist, but he looked like a Heisman Trophy quarterback. And this year, he starts off the season. Yeah, I get it's only three games with eight touchdowns, no interceptions. So that's going to be a fun game to watch to really get an understanding of inside the Pac-12 how good Colorado is with the next two weeks. They're in Eugene, then they're back to Boulder, but they welcome in the reigning Heisman Trophy winner a week from now in Caleb Williams with the USC Trojans. You also have UCLA and Utah. It's expected that Cam Rising is going to make his return. And I I say this all the time, that the most disrespected and not talked about conference champion in a long time was uh, the Big 12 champ this past year because TCU to go to the playoff, and it was Kansas State with Chris Kleiman that won that Big 12 championship. But you look at Utah, they're a team that needs more respect. And Brady Quinn even said it with us earlier in the week. Like, you look around the Pac-12, right? You talk about Washington. You talk about Oregon. You talk about USC. You talk about Colorado. The list goes on and on and on. In order to be the champs, you got to beat the champs. And Utah didn't only win the Pac-12 championship last year. They won it to the year before that. For So two consecutive seasons with Utah going the distance and winning the Pac-12 championship. And you look at Utah... I've said this numerous times that Kyle Whittingham is a top 10 coach in college football. Kyle Whittingham is one of the more underrated coaches in the game. And also his program is extremely underrated. You could say what you want about Florida and Baylor and where they're currently at. And Florida just put a number up on Tennessee this past weekend. But Utah, without their quarterback, who a big reason, right, he has the ACL injury. But even before that injury in the Rose Bowl, We had Kyle Whittingham on this show, and he's talking about if Cam Risen comes back, we're going to make a big Heisman push for him. And Cam Risen in the last two years has been a rock star, and the first three games of the season, they've been without their quarterback, and they found a way to get the job done up against Florida. They found a way to get the job done up against Baylor and Weber State as well. You know, we're not going to give them too much credit for that victory, but without your quarterback to be 3-0, and and now you're expected to get him back up against UCLA – Hello, Uh, the Utes showed how great of a team they are defensively two weeks ago, and now it looks like they're on the verge of getting their star quarterback back into the lineup. Ole Miss and Alabama, big buzz on this game. 
You look at this Ole Miss team, Lane Kiffin has done a good job at Ole Miss. Some thought he was going to take the Auburn job. And here comes Alabama for the first time in a long time where people have questioned them. People have been stupid trying to predict when the dynasty is going to end. But what we saw up against Texas and then how Alabama followed it up by playing quarterback roulette and barely getting any points on the board up against USF with South Florida. Now you're going back to Jalen Milrow and there's going to be immediate intrigue on what type of offensive performance the Alabama Crimson Tide is going to put up because you know Ole Miss will score points in this game. Oregon State and Washington State. You have DJ Uyunglele and him trying to put his stamp back on the sport after supposed to be uh, that guy when he was at Clemson. Now is transferred over to Oregon State. Their defense is very underrated. We know Jonathan Smith, the former quarterback at Oregon State, and they're going into Pullman, and we know it's always tough up against another top 25 team in the Pac-12 in Washington State where they've been a team that we know they could put up a lot of points. And then, of course, at night, you have uh, Hickey's Penn State Nittany Lions hosting Iowa. Um, I know the Penn State fan will probably try to tell you that this game is a bigger game than what it actually is. For me, when I look at Penn State, the only games that are going to make me say ooh and ah about this program this year is when they go up against Ohio State and also when they go up against Michigan. Every other game before those two games should be wins and should be wins going away for the Penn State Nittany Lions. And then it leads us to, some may say, the biggest game of the weekend. Two top 10 teams in the Ohio State Buckeyes and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. The Irish with Sam Hartman coming over for Wake Forest. He's been the real deal. We all knew what he was capable of. Now at a much bigger school and getting more praise, he can make a big stamp on the college football landscape about throwing himself into the Heisman Trophy campaign. Also, the same could potentially be said for Audrick Estime. I know it's an extra game, but if you look at the way that Ohio State has been beat the last few years up against Michigan twice, It's with a dominant offensive line where you just beat the snot out of the Buckeyes in the trenches, and then you have a dominant running back. And Audric Estime is more than capable of going for a buck 50 and two touchdowns on Saturday. And on the flip side of that, this Ohio State team, where the last two years, we know that in the entire tenure of Ryan Day, they've only lost six games. But the last two years, even after last year, losing to Michigan back-to-back years, they still found a way to get to college football playoffs, should have beat Georgia, didn't get the job done, and then Georgia goes on to advance the national championship game, beat TCU, and go back-to-back and be undefeated. You look, though, at this Ohio State team, this is a big statement for them early on, where McCord up until last week has not been a rock star. We know the uh, the two wide receivers that they have, and I'm really curious to see With Ohio State, how much progress have they made from the last two years? Because the way that I'll describe Notre Dame, I don't mean this as disrespect, but they kind of remind me of Michigan the last two years, like Michigan light. So this is maybe a big test where Notre Dame could absolutely win the football game, and I plussed them earlier in the week on the three-and-a-half-point spread, the Fighting Irish. But for Ohio State, we're going to see how much progress that they made even before you get to Thanksgiving weekend because this is a good test to see how much different that team truly is from the team the last two years. Because you would think it doesn't always go this way, but if Michigan is better than Notre Dame, you can't beat Notre Dame in a similar style, then you would imagine it would be more of the same old that we've seen the last two years when Ohio State goes up against 
Michigan at the end of the year, it ends up being a big win for Jim Harbaugh like it's been the last two years. So just look at those games. And those are just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games that I go through. And those all feel like big time showdowns where there's palpable buzz and we're expected to have a kick-ass weekend of college football. Hickey, let me ask you this. When you look at all these games, and I know the answer may change throughout the week, and we've been talking about all these games throughout the week. What's the one game where take the Penn State cap off for a second? Because I don't want to hear Hickey say, oh, I'm most fired up for Penn State, Iowa. Tell me uh, which game out of these monster marquee games that you're most excited for and what you're looking for in the game. Can I, I hate to do this. Can I say a tie? There are two games I'm very intrigued because I want to see the legitimacy of both. All right, let me ask you this. Is one of the games Florida State-Clemson? No. Okay, then go ahead. Because my game is Florida State-Clemson, and I'll give you the reason why in just a second, but I want to hear your your two games in first. Obviously, look, Ohio State-Notre Dame, massive one. Ohio State comes in with questions for the first time in a long time and comes in with questions before the Michigan game for the first time in a long time. And for Notre Dame, it's always kind of, you know, the question hanging over their head. How Can they win you? the big one? Yeah. Can they finally get over the hump here? I know it's the regular season, not the playoff, but still... Can you win a big regular season game? So that's what I'm excited to see because both can show their legitimacy or lack thereof here early on in the season. And Ole Miss, Alabama. Alabama right now is a wounded duck. Alabama. They have, this is the most vulnerable they have been in easily 15 years. And if you are Lane Kiffin, who has made no secret about wanting to beat Nick Saban, you go into his house, this is maybe the best chance you'll have in your career to beat your former mentor. And if you lose on Saturday, honestly, I love Lane. I love Ole Miss. I'm picking them to win. I don't want to hear Uh-oh. about them again. I don't oh, want to hear no. about it. Oh, no. This is the oh, year. no, 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 now no. Now or never. So this is your chance here. And I want to see if Ole Miss is – not that I'm saying they're a national title contender sure, if they no win the game. But this is a game where you just have to win just for anything else to be taken seriously not be looked at as a joke. The number one thing that I'm looking forward to this weekend, and I implore the sports gods that this happens, I want to see Florida State – just drag Clemson up and down the field. And for one reason and one reason only, Dabo Sweeney has become insufferable. Where Dabo Sweeney's not willing to adapt in the year of 2023, and it's costing his program. A program that he built up, a program that he made to be a force and made to be great. And for whatever the reasons are, and I think it's because of arrogance, Dabo Sweeney has not adapted to NIL. He's just made fun of it. And also, he's refused to utilize the transfer portal. And here you come with Mike Norvell, who has embraced NIL, has embraced the transfer portal, and you have a Florida State team that is better than Clemson. Florida State must, 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 must put the nail in the coffin and hammer it shut this weekend on the Clemson great reign that we've seen for the last decade. Seven out of the last eight years. Clemson has won the ACC. They are vulnerable. They lost to Duke. And then you heard from Dabo Sweeney. Oh, well, we threw for 200 yards. We ran for 200 yards. We keep on doing that. We'll win all of our games the rest of the season. Dabo Sweeney doesn't take accountability. Dabo Sweeney doesn't admit when his team doesn't play well. And I hope Mike Norvell, who's done a heck of a job at Florida State, beat the snot out of LSU to open up the season, just destroys with Jordan Travis, Jared Verse, this Clemson Tigers program. It has nothing to do with Kate Klubnick. I like him. It has nothing to do with Will Shipley. I like him. But I want to see Dabo go down this weekend and not only go down, 
I want Florida State to walk into their house, put their feet up, and open up a beer, have a good time, throw a party, and drag the Clemson Tigers up and down the field from end zone to end zone. That's what I'm most looking forward to this weekend when I tune into college football, and I just really, really, really hope, and I'm not even a Florida State fan, but I really hope Florida State takes care of business just because of how obnoxious Dabo Sweeney has become. What are you most excited for for college football this weekend? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We will take a break. When we come on back, we will do a little betting outlook, and we'll get some predictions this weekend with BetMGM tonight's very own Ryan Horvat. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to The Zach Gelb Show. All righty, let's try to win you some money right now. We talk to this man each and every Friday at 6.20 p.m. Eastern, 3.20 p.m. Pacific, as we'll preview the weekend upcoming for college football in the NFL. He is the host of BetMGM Tonight. You can also catch him every Saturday as he gets you ready for all these college football games across the BetQL network, and that is Ryan Horvat. Ryan, how you doing? Doing great, Zach. Thanks so much for having me. This is the weekend I've been waiting for, man. This is the best slate of college football I think that we're going to get this season. And the NFL slate, it's funny because, like, you look at these numbers, the NFL slate kind of looks like the college slate. A lot of double-digit yeah. spreads, you know, totals that are being hit right now with the weather coming to the East Coast. But uh, I can't wait to get going, man. So one thing I want to see this weekend, and I just went on a rant. I can't stand Dabo Sweeney. I think in the last year or two, he's failed the Clemson program because he's not willing to adapt. 
you have a Florida State team that could really put the nail in the coffin for Clemson if they start off the year 2-2 two and two and uh, lose to Duke and Florida State. The Seminoles are only a two-point favorite. That's the only thing that gives me a little cause for concern, but I've already laid the two points, the two-and-a-half points with Florida State. How confident are you that Florida State takes care of business on Saturday at noon Eastern? All right, so I'm betting against both of my teams this weekend. Half my family out in Tallahassee. My uncle was the coach at TCC Tallahassee Community College for a couple of years there, so they've been giving me a hard time. I actually like Clemson. Oh. Game of the year, game of the year, Zach, Clemson was a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They lay an egg against Duke, and I get it, but it was the first game in a new offense. You know, Kate Klubnick's now the guy. It's the Garrett Riley offense. It's supposed to be. But yet they ran the Clemson offense. There was a bunch of red zone goal line turnovers. It was a fluky game. Plus, Duke's for real. Mike Elko's doing a really good yeah, job. Is. See, I just think this is a sleepy spot for Florida State again. It's the second straight week where they have to play a noon game. And last week, they barely got past Boston College. And I know there was a lot of stuff going on. They were uh, dealing with a flu bug in their locker room. They were prepared to play in rain and windy conditions. Jordan Travis got hurt. But again, the offense didn't put together a full four quarters. They didn't score in the final 17 minutes of the game. Almost had their season ended by Boston College, who almost lost to Holy Cross. And Clemson's defense is a big step up in class. You know, I know they've been a little bit of a disappointment. I know the offense hasn't looked great just yet for Clemson. But I think they're alive in this spot. And if they lose, like you said, Dabo is now under fire. That's two losses in conference. And we're not even into October yet. So, Pressure's on Clemson in this game. I think they get it done, unfortunately, but I hope I'm wrong. I'm sick. Uh, that's the one game I hope you're wrong yeah. on this weekend. Let's go 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, the team that everyone's talking about the most, Colorado, with their biggest task yet, going to Eugene, Oregon, to square off against Dan Lanning and Bo Nix. Uh, right now, Oregon is a 21-point favorite, is the smart play to plus the 21 here and continue to ride Coach Prime and the Colorado Buffaloes. So this is, the, this is the one that I've been waiting for, the spot that I've been waiting for to fade Colorado. Unfortunately, I, I did it with Nebraska. That was a big, big letdown. And then I did it again last week with Colorado State. Colorado State actually should have won that game on the road. They committed, I believe, 17 penalties for like 185 yards. But, you know, the problem is the market caught on. They were like, hey, smart guys, we know you're waiting to fade Colorado. Maybe we have to wait until next week with USC. I laid it with Oregon here. It's just, you know, Colorado, the reason that they've over-exceeded expectations, they were a three-and-a-half win projected team, is because the starters are all four- and five-stars, right? I mean, they have a bunch of talent. The problem is they just don't have a lot of depth. The depth behind the starters, behind the Travis Hunters, who's hurt now for the next couple of weeks, are the guys that were on the 5-21 and 21, uh, teams the last couple of years. So I just think this is a huge step up in class. What I'm going to do is I'm going to lay the first half. Unfortunately, we missed the number. It opened at 11.5. It's out to 13, 13.5 in some shops. Rather than worry about a backdoor cover, because you know Dion's going to have those guys motivated to cover that number, because he's been really quiet this week. Meanwhile, Dan Lanning's been kind of running his mouth. But uh, I like really? the first Has half. Really? Has Dan Lanning? We had him on last night. I thought he was uh, keeping it close to the vest well, here. I'll, I'll say this. He's not really running his mouth, and I'm the biggest Dan Lanning fan. Like, it, but I, a couple weeks ago, you know, he said Colorado would have they ever won. You know, you know, yeah, and, and I thought he made a good point. Right. Like, everybody's talking about Colorado. Here's the thing, man. This is going to be the most watched game. Even though we have Notre Dame, Ohio State in primetime on 4K, this is going to be the most watched game. Playing Colorado right now, that's the biggest spot in college football. I don't think the pressure's on Coach Prime. He's not expected to win this year. He's expected to win maybe in two or three years. We'll see how long he even sticks around. The pressure's on Dan Lanning because the Pac-12's loaded. It's year two. Year two coaches at Oregon always win double-digit games. And, uh, 
yeah, I mean, they're 21 and a half point favorites. So I think the pressure is actually on Oregon in this spot. And I think they're going to be extra motivated in this game. Also, just on paper, like football matchup, I just, I don't know how you stop Bo Nix with Colorado's defense. You know, are you able to get home three, four guys? Uh, or are you going to have to send a blitz? And if you send a blitz, I think Bo Nix is going to pick you apart. And then on the offensive side of the ball for Colorado, losing Travis Hunter is huge. You could say he's only worth a point to the market because he's a wide receiver, a DB. Oh, he's but he's enormous. And he's playing 126 snaps, and he's their best player. I think he's their most important player. So I like Oregon in the first half, and I do like him a little bit in the full game as well. Well, Coach Prime, if you're listening, I just wanted to be known that I am a believer, so I did plus the 21 points uh, with Colorado. <laughs> uh, that is Ryan Horvat, who's a non-believer, so go after him no, uh, no, if you guys do cover that, the I saw, I saw how he was coming after Danny Cannell. I, don't, I do not want that. Coach Prime, I am a believer. I am a <laughs> believer. It sound just, that just, way. Just Doesn't not this sound week that against way. the Ducks. Don't do that to me. No, uh, no, no. Ohio State, Notre Dame. It's now the Buckeyes by three points. Uh, my big thought on this game is I've seen how Ohio State has lost the last two years to Michigan. It's because Michigan beat the crap out of them inside the trenches, and they had a big-time running back. Um, really, two uh, with Blake Corman and Donovan Edwards. Uh, you look at Notre Dame. They have a big-time offensive line. They have Audrey Gestime and a really good quarterback in Sam Hartman. Do you like the Fighting Irish this weekend? So I'm a homer because I'm a Notre Dame fan, and I did bet them game of the year because the number was seven, and I thought they were a little bit better than everybody was projecting them to be because I'm a big Sam Hartman guy. This is your game so of the year? This was, well, for, for, for me, I, so game of the year bets, like that comes out in the summer, right? And you could bet a couple of the games, and you can okay. look ahead numbers. And everybody always gives me a hard time because everybody's worried about the baseball season. Usually we're in the NBA finals, and I'm betting college football games of the year just because – these numbers aren't going to be there anymore. So Notre Dame was actually at one time, I didn't get the best number, was a seven-and-a-half-point dog. Wow. Um, yeah, and so they're a little bit better than projected, obviously, with Sam Hartman taking over. And the reason I like Sam Hartman, I loved him at Wake Forest, and look at that offense. I like the mesh offense that they run there, but now he's playing behind a better offensive line. He has a real run game. Audrick estimates the best running back in the country right now, and he's running guys over six yards after initial contact. And I think, like, but that's the thing nobody's talking about. Estime has been great, but a lot of it is coming after contact. And Notre Dame's offensive line at times has been pushed around. Joel is awesome, their tackle. But on the other side, Fisher's lost a bunch of weight and just doesn't look like the same player. And I'm worried about the interior of the offensive line getting pushed around a little bit. Ohio State has really good edge rushers. Sawyer's really good. I think he's going to be probably a first-round pick. And that defense, that's the, that's the matchup nobody's talking about, right? Everybody's worried about Kyle McCord. He can't push the ball down the field. I think I'm throws 20 or more yards down the field. He's 11 for 29, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because he has probably the best wide receiver room in the country. Yeah. But I don't think the matchup's going to come down to McCord versus Hartman or which offense is better. I think it's going to come down to the battle in the trenches, and that's what worries me a little, about, a little bit about Notre Dame. Now that we're at three, I unfortunately think Ohio State wins the game. Wow. But, again, like I'm bitter. I, you know, Notre Dame hasn't beat them since 1936. I was at one of these matchups. The other thing that nobody's talking about, a couple smart people have been talking about it, uh, being a fan, every time they play in one of these games against one of these Midwest teams, you would figure Notre Dame fans are going to be there. It's going to be loud. It's prime time. Oh, that would be we a lot of Ohio State ticket, fans. Yeah. Ticket sales, 40% of the ticket sales uh, are going to be Buckeye fans. They travel very <laughs> well. So that's going to be like a 50-50 crowd on Saturday night. I think Ohio State wins, unfortunately. I think the real bet, though, is the under in the game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. All righty, um, I'll chop off one NFL game. I want to give you one more college because, like you said, it's a monster slate, and the college slate is so much better than the NFL slate this weekend on paper. Ryan Horvat here with us. Ole Miss, Alabama. Do you like the over 55 and a half? Alabama 
is a six and a half point favorite. I saw that number, I think, opened up at Alabama by seven, so it's down by a half point. Your favorite play in this game is what? You know, now that we're under a touchdown, I'm staying away from the total because I don't know what to do right there. But I would lean over. I think we get some points. But I am, uh, I think this is going to be a big Tommy Reese game, right? For, for, I, I have to, if we get under a touchdown here, which we're at right now, I like Alabama on this spot. I mean, you look at Ole Miss, and they're undefeated right now, but Jackson Dart right now is their offense. He's their leading rusher. He is a little bit better uh, as a quarterback. He's number 11 right now, I believe, in QBR. But they really, I don't know that they're going to be able to run the ball against Alabama. And I know the Alabama quarterback situation is a mess. They go back to Jalen Milrow. I think this is a big Tommy Reese game, man, because Tommy Reese, for whatever reason, is trying to run you know, the Jalen offense, the Alabama Tua offense. I think what he needs to do is run the Jalen Milrow offense, which is quarterback design runs. For whatever reason, they've only called five the first three games, and you know he's averaging 9.2 yards per carry on those runs. So I think that's what they need to do. They need to make this you know, a Jalen Milrow game, get him out in space, and then, you know, I, I love Lane, but I think he may have poked the bear. So you're giving me Alabama when everybody's done with them under a touchdown. I'm going to buy low one last time. And if I'm wrong, you know, I talked about it with Dabo, two losses, and we're in September. What if Saban has two losses? We, we know he's fine, but everybody else year. on that coaching staff yeah. might be in some big trouble, man. All righty. I think this is the most fascinating game on the NFL slate this weekend, Ryan Horvat, because for some reason, maybe I should bet this, that it will end in a tie. It wouldn't shock me if it did between the Chargers and Vikings with – uh, two fan base. I know the Vikings have a fan base. The, the Chargers really don't ever since they've moved to L.A. But both of these teams have just been absolutely miserable right out of the gate. Minnesota, it's basically a pick them. They're a one-point favorite. Who wins the game between the Chargers and Vikings? Man, so like it looks like Minnesota should be the play here because the number doesn't really make a whole lot of sense because the Chargers were three-point favorites against the Dolphins week one and then three-point road favorites against the Titans week two. Now we're supposed to believe that they're one-point dogs or a pick against the Vikings. And I know the Vikings, like you said, that's a tough place to play. The offense on paper looks great, but even the passing game's struggling a little bit right now. Justin Jefferson doesn't have a touchdown yet. Jordan Edison's look really good as a rookie, I know. And J.J.'s putting up the numbers. But they still have no run game, man. So bad they had to call up Cam Akers. And I don't know how good he's going to be in that offensive system, especially you know if he does give it a go coming up this weekend. Vikings defense, terrible. Chargers pass defense, for whatever reason, terrible. I think this is a huge game for Brandon Staley. They start 0-3, and the, the offense has been fine. The problem is the first three quarters, defense they're number four in EPA. Yeah, but in the fourth quarter, Herbert's kind of like falling apart. Yeah. They're running the ball too much. And the, the defense, with all that money they spent, has been a mess. Uh, they're getting after the quarterback. The secondary has just been a mess. You can't let Ryan Tannehill go 11 for 13 outside the numbers to his wide receivers. I get it week one against two in that offense. But I'm going to buy in one last time with the Chargers. I just can't do it with the Vikings, man. I could see the Vikings starting 0-4, maybe even looking to move Kirk Cousins before next year so you get something in return if there's an offer out there and people could make it happen financially. But I just think this number is crazy. So i got to take the Chargers one last time. Way too much talent in that team. When I look at the Panthers and Seahawks, Bryce Young is out. And then you look at the Seahawks, they have no offensive line. All their guys are banged up. Uh, Seattle's a five-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under is 42. Uh, what's a better play? Uh, do you plus the points uh, with the with the Panthers? Do you lay them with the Seahawks? Or do you just hammer the under of 42? So here's what I bet, and I usually don't bet favorites, like over three-and-a-half points. But, it, well, I mean, in the right situation, I do. Like last night, I like San Francisco, even yeah. at ten-and-a-half. But in this spot, I do like Seattle. You know, and I know the offensive line's shaky. 
you know, the defense is still young, but I think they're going to click here in a couple weeks. I was worried about Seattle because I was high on them coming into the season in the West like most of us were, and they didn't look very good. Uh, they get upset by the Rams. Defense was shaky. Geno kind of looked like maybe he was going to go back to being a pumpkin. Then last week, that was a huge win against the Lions, and now I really like them in this spot here. Like, Carolina, I bet them on Monday night uh, is three-point dogs. I never want to do that ever again. You, got you know, lucky. Bryce, out the next couple weeks, you got Dalton stepping in. I can't do it with the Panthers. They can run the ball. They're tough enough defensively. But I like Seattle to win this game yeah, by a touchdown. And also, Miles Sanders is so overrated. He, um, like he was, he was not as good as people thought he was, just because he had a really good year last year in Philadelphia. They gave up on him in the postseason, and you don't have the offensive line that you had in Philly, and uh, no more Nick Sirianni, and also uh, 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 Shane Steichen. Even though Frank Reich yeah. uh, gets the the tag of a decent coach uh, in the NFL, probably better than than what I think. Um, let me ask you one final thing. Your favorite NFL play, if it's at any time touchdown, over, under, spread, uh, first half, uh, total, whatever. Uh, what's your favorite NFL play this weekend? I actually saw, I, so I found a prop that I really like, and it's my favorite. Uh, it's Brian Robinson for the Commanders, under 14 and a half yards, longest rush. I like Brian Robinson. He's not a three-down back, though. He's more of your like goal line, tough yardage back. They're using them a little bit different this season, but I found that longest rush under 14 and a half. There's really good prices out on that one, so I do like that. And you know what? I went back and forth on this one. I'm taking Green Bay. I am not sold on the Saints. Defensively, we know what they are. They're going to be a top five, top ten unit. But offensively, you know, and I know everybody was high on the Derek Carr pickup, but I just haven't seen it. Maybe things change when Kamara gets there. Mike Thomas is still fine. I really, really like Chris Olave. But I think Green Bay is better than people are talking about. Obviously, you worry about the run game, but I don't think that's going to kill them this week. And that's still a really good pass defense. And offensively, you look like you get Christian Watson back. You get Aaron Jones back, which is huge, man, because I'm so done with the A.J. Dillon experiment. 17 carries for 19 yards. Like, he, he looks like Mike Allstott, but he runs like Warwick Dunn. So Aaron Jones <laughs> is 175 pounds. He runs harder than A.J. Dillon. So... I like Green Bay to uh, bounce back after that loss to Atlanta. I actually like them at home against uh, against the Saints. I'm not sold on New Orleans this year. He is Ryan Horvath from BetMGM tonight. You could also uh, catch him out on Saturday mornings, getting you ready for all the college football games on the BetQL Network. Ryan, we'll do it again next week. Thank you. Zach, thanks so much. Because you're a friend, UCLA, if we get to seven, if Cam Rising plays, they're going to win that game. It's the Dante Moore coming out party. Okay. I'll jot it down. I'm a big fan of the Utes, but... If you're trying to get me some free money, then I'll have to listen. There he is, Ryan Horvat, joining us on CBS Sports Radio. And that's how you know you are paid to give out information on betting games. I have no clue if what he said is actually going to hit. But Hickey, just being able to find the under longest rush in the game for Brian Robinson Jr. And it being, what do you say, like 14 or 14 and a half? is a crazy thing that shouldn't surprise you that you could be able to bet on that, but that is actually something that you could bet on and how he found that and researched that uh, with all the information, right, that he gets himself and then also gets from other people. That was uh, maybe one of the, the craziest bets I, I think I've heard in a while. Ryan is a man of value and it shows. And you know what? I think he agreed with a lot of what you've been saying and the way that you've been feeling in, in the college football world, which, man, now I feel like... I'm on an island. Some of the way that I'm thinking about these games this weekend where Hickey and Horvat, the Ryans are teaming up and they're going up against Zach Gelb. I don't like it. It is the Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. What is Brock Purdy as a quarterback? We'll discuss that on the other side. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the Zach Gelb Show. Man, you can think of Riley Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Brock Purdy, rock it out with his Brock out once again. Looking pretty awesome. And uh, going back to last year, what, he started and finished seven games and won them all. And then to start off this year, the San Francisco 49ers are 3-0 and after the ass-kicking they gave to the New York Giants last night. I know the final score probably doesn't reflect truly how the game did play out. It was 30-12. to I think I said last night I thought it was going to be 34-10 to or 34-13. to um, And that first half, it, got, it was sloppy. It wasn't the cleanest football game, but when you win 30-12, to you can't take anything away from the 49ers. And I told you this, that going into the game last night, everyone would be saying tomorrow, uh, the 49ers are the best team in the NFL, and the conversation has now shifted to what is Brock Purdy as a quarterback? If you look at the stats last night, Brock Purdy goes uh, 25 of 37, 310 yards, two touchdowns, had a really nice touchdown pass to uh, Debo Samuel, made a heck of a catch. Ronnie Bell gets the opening TD snag right out of the gate. You had a strong uh, performance on the ground, uh, even though uh, McCaffrey only had 85 yards in the game. That's all he needed, but he got into the end zone too. And you look at this 49ers teams, there's not many flaws with this football team. And we wondered going into the season what Brock Purdy was as a quarterback. And right now, I'm not telling you the 49ers are going to Super Bowl. I'm not telling you they're going to win the Super Bowl. They could clearly do that. I picked the Eagles before the year to get to the Super Bowl out of the NFC, and I'll stick by that. And right, the three best teams of the NFC, uh, Eagles, 49ers, Cowboys, order it however you may want. But you look at Brock Purdy... I wonder how people will talk about him moving forward because I don't know what his ceiling is. I don't know how great he could be compared to the other quarterbacks in the league, but that doesn't matter. It's the system that he's in. And you look at the team that's in front of him. Yes, you still have to make the throws. Yes, you still have to play well. But last night, no Brandon Ayuk, no problem when you still have Kittle. And you got Samuel, and you got Christian McCaffrey as well, and you see Ronnie Bell get into the end zone. There's just so many weapons for this team. All the Niners need is Brock Purdy to be a game manager, and they'll be right in it. Now, ultimately, in a Super Bowl, you got to go make a clutch throw. Like, Jimmy G was considered to be a game manager. Jimmy G was uh, someone that his biggest problem was he couldn't stay healthy. But ultimately, in that Super Bowl, up against the Kansas City Chiefs, sure, he outplayed Patrick Mahomes for the first three quarters. But in the fourth quarter, yes, you could blame the defense. 
for blowing a 10-point lead. But when there were moments for the quarterback to go step up and make big plays, it was Chris Jones' big mitt knocking down the uh, the ball at the line of scrimmage. Or on the uh, – I for who was the wide receiver um, in that game? Oh, oh, we talked to him once. Was it Emmanuel Sanders? It was Emmanuel Sanders. Thank you. It was Emmanuel Sanders who's wide open, and it was an overthrow by Jimmy Garoppolo. So you look at Brock Purdy. He still needs to go make that timely throw in a big game. But right now – if you tell me that all you need out of Brock Purdy is to be a game manager for this team to go to the way that we think that they could be and be the force that we think they could be and be a Super Bowl champion, which they've been so close the last few years, there's no doubt about it in my mind that Brock Purdy, bare minimum, is more than capable of being a game manager. And that's what we've seen through the first three weeks of the season where it's not always clean, right? The Steelers game was a great first half. The Rams game... Uh, they started to pull away late, and the Giant game, right, at halftime, once you had that lead, and I know it, it ends up, what, 17 to 12 at one point, it looked like it was a game, but you never felt like it was a game as well. Um, but this guy, Brock Purdy, if all you're asking him to do, bare minimum, is be a game manager, you feel like he's going to have a shot to take the Niners to the to back to the promised land, he's definitely showed you, even though it's a small sample size of seven games last year and three games this year, in games that he starts and finishes, the guy still has not lost. Without a doubt, yeah. I mean, guys are winners. It's very Tom Brady-like in the sense that there's not one physical thing you can point to and says, oh, that's why he's so great. He knows where to go to the ball. Good timing, good accuracy, smart, reads defenses, does not panic. Everything you could want aligned with having great players around you in a tremendous Kyle Shanahan-led system. Part of the reason why last year there was no panic when Jimmy G went out and he stepped right in and they kept winning. Yeah, and, and I understand that players in the locker room, that they could say they believe in a quarterback. Like, for example, you look at the Jets. We all know the Jets don't believe in Zach Wilson. They're all going to tell you last week and this week that they believe in Zach Wilson to get the job done. So when you when you had 49ers players so adamantly say that last year, it was like, oh, okay, yeah, it's easy to say when you're winning. Let's see what happens when you hit some adversity. It's still wild, though, that we haven't seen any adversity hit and even though I hated the response by the 49ers and all the, the players that were whining this offseason that they would have destroyed the Eagles. And, you know, it's well documented how I got into it with uh, Debo Samuel over that. My biggest point of contention was that it's not thinking you could win the game. It was that you would have blown out a team that didn't get blown out one time last year in the Philadelphia Eagles. But to hear that response and to hear how those guys after what? five or seven games, whatever the numbers were, Brock Part, uh, Purdy playing last year felt when their quarterback went down. It shows you that the belief was there. And this offseason, to no surprise, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, they were like, all righty, tough luck if, if we get a little backlash from the whole Trey Lance situation, remove mountains to go get him. Eventually, they did find what they thought was their guy and it ended up being the final pick in the draft last year. And it just shows you that this organization really believes in Brock Purdy. He still has to show it throughout the rest of the season. And, you know, maybe in three, four years from now, if he's still their quarterback, he takes it to a different level where we start to talk about him. Oh, maybe he's a top 10 quarterback. Maybe, you know, he's like a top seven or a top eight quarterback in the league. But right now, they don't need him to be that. They just need him to be a game manager. They need him to be a point guard in basketball, distribute the ball, to, to all the weapons that you have, run CMC, Kittle, Debo, Ayuk when he comes back, and on and on and on and on. 
and you just need to manage the game. And when it gets late in the game and you ultimately have a tough opponent, you just got to make sure that you could push the ball over the goal line. And we'll see if Brock Purdy could do that. But so far, this team believes in him. They're not asking him to be Superman. And he's, I don't want to say aced every test, but he's got the job done where you walk away, where he starts and finish. They still have not lost the game. And right now, there's no real formula to slow him down. The Giants blitz, I think it was 33 of the 39, I think it was, dropbacks he had. Basically, it's 80% of the dropbacks, 90% of the dropbacks he had, they blitzed. 300 yards. No problem. Like he, It's really tough to defend him in part because he knows what he's doing. And here's where you're going to see the test. And I want to see if, if they could overcome some adversity. I have no reason to believe that they can't. They play Dallas in a few weeks. Good game. Assuming Cincinnati gets back going in the right direction. They play them on October 29th. They have Jacksonville coming out of a bye in Jacksonville. Uh, they play the Eagles. Then they um, obviously uh, go up against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, being in their division twice, you go Seattle at Philly, or you're at Seattle on a Thursday night, then a Sunday at Philadelphia, 425 p.m. Eastern, and then you're back at Santa Clara going up against the Seahawks, 4 or 5 p.m. Eastern on December 10th. So you have some stretches here where you get some good opponents. You play the Ravens later in the season, and when you go up against those better opponents, it's, all right, we all know you have the talent, but will Brock go make a big game-winning throw to give you the victory? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 